Well, howdy, y'all. It's another dead and lovely mini-sode here with the hostess of Moses. me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben, and I am joined by my better half. It's that lady girl. It's me. Who? Tante Kate. What's your favorite scary movie? I'm going to just kill your joke immediately. Favorite scary movie to watch or scariest movie I've ever watched? Oh, uh, you must have misheard me. I, I meant your favorite Carrie movie, favorite Cary Grant movie. That's what I was looking for. The Alfred Hitchcock one with the girl who became a princess and it's in a for- the cat. He's a cat burglar. Boy, it's a long title for a movie, but it must be pretty good, I <laughs> the guess. What is it called? Well, Alfred has some wild ideas about titling his movies, I guess. <laughs> I've never even heard of that one. Well, we're here today to be talking about one S-Cream 6. We just left the theaters. We seen this one here on opening day. And we are here uh, sipping whiskey and looking at really adorable dogs in a room full of guitars to give you guys our thoughts about this. And we're going to do a little spoiler-free review up front, and then we're going to get spoily with it. Uh, We'll put a timestamp in the podcast description telling you where the spoilers start. Um, but don't let us ruin this movie for you because, of course, it's a screen movie, so you know it's all about the twists and turns and who done it and who kills it and yada yada. So don't let us ruin it for you. So we just got out of the theater. Wait. What? To Catch a Thief is the name of my favorite Cary Grant movie. Oh, that, oh okay. Just well, for yeah. the record. That's definitely more concise than the original title. <laughs> you know it is. Yeah. He probably had an editor. It's a little better. It's a little better. So we just left this thing, and I feel as though only a meal ago we were recording a mini-episode about Five Cream, because that didn't come out long ago at all. I want to say it was October, right? It doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Like, I'll have to check the dates on that, but man, seriously, I mean, the time does fly, but I feel like we just did Scream 5, and Scream 6 is already out now, so... Like, I had no idea this was coming out this week until I made fun of you all for doing two, it's not sequels, because like third, fourth parts, like extended parts of franchises in a row, because I thought that was bad marketing. And you're Uh like, no, 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 Scream's coming out. And I'm like, well, okay, Scream makes sense then. We're being timely, like. Yeah. That's what we're doing. It was strategery. That makes sense. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, this thing is out, and we just went and saw it. First reactions, how you feel about it? First reactions, I liked it. Now, I went in with extremely, very basement level, sub-basement level expectations. Same. Because I really did not like the fifth one that much at all. It was I had fine. a lot of problems with it. Like, even wa- like while we were in the theater watching that fifth one, I was like, no, no, n- no, no. Yeah. And yeah. Like, it got kind of boring, and it got kind of convoluted, and I haven't watched it a second time. I have still only seen that one, that one time Same. in the theaters. Yeah. And I don't expect to watch it again until you do it on the show. So you feel at least six is better than five. Leagues. I think this is leagues and leagues better. It's definitely better than three. Yeah, we just did three on the show. And I'll tell you, going into this review, I may be a little burnt out on mediocre screen movies right now because three was such a fucking slog and it was so boring. I've not finished the episode yet. Well, I was there. I reviewed it myself. So maybe I'm a little bit burnt out on the screen franchise. Um, as we talked about on the episode, it's really crazy because in my head, I'm like, man, it's a really great modern horror franchise. But in reality, it's like one is great, two is, eh, three is really not good. Four, I, I haven't seen but one time, but I know a lot of people like it. Five is, uh, and now six we just watched and I'm like, you know, it's all right. It's fine. So I have never liked any of the screen movies that much. Even the first one. The first one is the better one of them. Like if I have to watch one of them, I'm probably going to watch the first one. Oh, death. But I don't, I've never really liked them. Brandon and I had this constant argument because he loves all of the screen, loved all of the screen franchise movies so much. And they are good to put on at Halloween parties. So it, that's a kind of regular thing for us to do here. It's just background movie. Yeah. Time and place form. But I don't... And like this one's a great Halloween movie. Yeah. Um, which is not a... Oh, we got dogs barking in here. Look out. Little puppies on the rampage. What's going on down here, Darla? That was turkey. 
turkey. That was turkey? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. These dogs be barking at everything around here. Now people listening to this, their dogs are barking and so on. My goodness gracious. But he, Brandon loved the Scream franchise so much. And he and he I did. were constantly arguing about it because I always thought they were just okay. Sure. And not not bad enough to be argumentatively bad, but not good enough to be like, oh, let's watch it. It's a good movie to watch. Yeah. He's dead now, and so I'm always going to like them at least a little bit because they're going to remind me of him. Sure. Because we had so many arguments about those movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brandon introduced me to this franchise as well, so I'll always have always have a soft, a soft spot for it. And going into this one, yeah, my expectations were, were definitely low. I knew going into it that the previous one was just kind of okay, uh, I had heard through the grapevine that Nev Campbell wasn't going to be back in this one due to like salary disputes, which sounds like some bullshit to me, honestly. I remember she made that statement at some point, yeah. and I forgot that she had castmates that supported her decision because, and it's very, very fair. Like Tom Cruise is making eight mission impossible movies and his paycheck's not getting lower it's not getting lower no meanwhile they're still treating her like well well it's the sixth movie in a horror franchise and doesn't matter that you're the lead that's pulling this movie through every single time like good for her for stepping down from it yeah and for making a public statement about it saying why yeah not just staying quiet about it for sure yeah i will say though honestly the absence of Nev Campbell in this and her Sydney Prescott character, I'm not going to say that the movie suffered from her absence. Okay, let's get real here. The story might have been different, though. If you like, I mean, yes. it would have changed the trajectory entirely. It would have. But it's like also, is Sydney the most interesting character in movie history? Not really. None of the characters in Scream are the most interesting characters. Like the killers are usually the most interesting ones, period. Uh, but like, honestly, with Sydney not being in this movie, you know, like th- this franchise has been around for the majority of our lives. Um, I mean, we're only on the sixth one and there has been a TV series, but still this has taken place over oh, 20 yeah. plus years. You know, you, you got to think like by the time that Elm Street was on part six, it was seven years into the franchise. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, they're. They're spreading this one out. Yeah. So, I mean, the idea of, like, this poor Sidney Prescott whose entire life has been marred decade by decade of being hunted down by a ghost-faced killer in a mask and a robe, and he has a knife, and he cleans the blood off the blade. Like, there's only so many times you can tell that fucking story anyway. So, honestly, I feel like if we would have had Sidney, it just would have been, like, retreading the same ground again anyway. So... Again, respect her decision to bow out from this one, especially for something as stupid as a pay dispute. Pay the woman. Come on. I know. Stupid. Is it Paramount? They've definitely got enough fucking money. For sure. Or whoever the product, like whoever is the production company, even if it's not Paramount. Come on. They have enough money to pay her. Yeah. But at the same time, I honestly, and I was surprised to say this, I honestly don't feel like the movie suffers from not having her in it. What do you think? I would have liked to have read the script. Where Sydney was a character in it. That's true, because I guess there was a script where she existed, because they did ask her, and they did offer her a shitty paycheck, so surely there was some script floating around that had her in it. But then, like, I mean, especially having just finished watching Scream 3 with you for a full-length podcast episode, and that one's so boring and bad, I'm fine. Like, I would like to see the script, but I don't, I didn't actively miss her. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, you know, we've got some returning characters from Screen 5. Um, our same sister duo that led Screen 5 are, of course, the mains in this one again. And we got a couple other returning cast. And I think everybody does a fine enough job. Of course, we got a few new people showing up in this flick. But, um, yeah, I didn't really have a whole lot of problem with any of the, any of the acting, per se. I have no acting problems with this film. It's... It's a base. Like it's a screen movie, guys. Like, it's a screen movie. Yeah. It is exactly what you. There's. They're going to make references to requels and horror tropes, and then we're going to see that follow through in the kills. We're going to see various people getting murdered. We're going to see red herrings, 
and there's a man and a or woman or people or killers in a black robe and a mask. It's kind of what you expect. Like this entire franchise has all been that. There is people getting killed by Ghostface. Who knows who Ghostface is? It's a whodunit. It's kind of Giallo-ish. They even make reference to some Giallo shit in this and Argento, which is kind of fun that they finally acknowledge that. But yeah, it, it, it is a screen movie. For better or worse, there are traits about that that I do think drag this movie down that we'll probably get into when we get to the spoiler section, but it's kind of what you're expecting. I'm not going to say this treads any you know bold new ground for the franchise, although the intro did have me thinking like, oh shit, maybe this is going somewhere different. The intro was really intriguing, and then it's like, nah, it's just a screen movie. I liked this movie. I liked it so much better than the last movie. Part of that could have been because my expectations were so low, so I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Part of it could have been because the kills were really good. Kills are brutal. I usually, when I think of great kills in a horror franchise, I am not thinking Scream. They're usually pretty boring. It's just like a bunch of stabbing and blood work on the clothing. Yeah. There's not a lot of, I don't get a lot of like, oh, that was an awesome kill. This one had some great kills. It does. It's brutal. And I'll say that was my favorite part of part five as well, is that the kills in it were actually pretty fucking graphic. Again, not a great movie, but the kills in it were pretty brutal. And this one, I think, probably See, ups the ante. I can't even think of any from five. Oh, really? That stood out to me. Man, remember that uh, the guy got stabbed and the knife like came out his cheek and shit? It was really brutal. It was very Argento for fucking sure. Right. I like that. No, nothing like nothing in five stood out to me. And it could have been that I had higher expectations for that one. And then I was so disappointed and bored while we watched it. Yeah. What do you think about the pacing of this one? I think that the pacing of it is, is okay. Personally, I like that it's in a new setting. Um, it's in, it's in New York. It's cool. That's New York with quotation marks around it. Well, yeah, it's New York the same way that like Jason takes Manhattan was in New York, which is to say Canada. I think we were maybe 15, 20 minutes into that movie, and I leaned over to you and I go, this is the least New York, New York movie I've ever watched. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because it's not New York. It is Canada. Yeah, it's absolutely. <laughs> turns out it's not New York. No. That, that's why it doesn't look like New York. Yeah. But I do like that they put it in a new, you know, kind of urban setting. Gets us out of the, the usual small town kind of feel. But they still kept trying to represent a small town feel. Yeah, I know. Like there there was a scene early on and I was like, what part of New York looks like this small town? Yeah. Like it looked like, uh, what's the name of the town that it takes place in? What Woodsboro? Woodsboro, yeah. yeah. Like what part of New York City looks like no it should part. be the town meeting hall of Woodsboro? Yeah, yeah. It looks more like Stars Hollow than yeah. New York City. Like, the only parts that really felt like New York were, like, the parts where they're in a subway car, which were, you know, obviously a set or something. That's the only parts that really felt, like, kind of New York-y to me. But, again, I, I do like the new setting. Like, that to me is fine um, to see all this, you know, all these shenanigans going on. In New York City. I have never ridden in a subway car that goes dark that much. Boy, howdy. I was wondering about that myself. I was like, I've ridden on a subway several many times. And man, if the lights were going out around every fucking turn, I'd be like, what the fuck are their tax dollars going towards here? Because seriously, it's like every five seconds the lights are going off in that fucking thing. It is cool that like there a lot of this movie takes place. It's it's all two days, right? Like it's the day before Halloween and the day of Halloween, or is it three days? Something like that. Like it's really, know. really, really fucking quick. Yeah. Um, but I love watching any movie or TV show that takes place at Halloween. I absolutely love it. It's my favorite thing because I like looking at the background costume characters. Oh yeah, totally. To see how they have dressed themselves. And this one was a little different because usually if you're doing like most, it's very, very generic. It's like Egyptian queen, witch, mummy. Like it's very generic stuff. And this one they were using, is it Paramount who's the production company? I mean, it used to be New Line. So they were using like IP from the production company. I'm pretty sure New Line. So it was great. Yeah. 
Yeah, the uh, the Halloween stuff in this is cool, and it definitely makes it a very watchable vibe for a Halloween movie. And yeah, you're right. A lot of the Halloween costumes are sick. And like, there's there's Michael Myers in the background. There's Freddy Krueger in the background. There's Jason in the background. Oh, they like the Baba Duke. Like, yeah, I mean, they got, like, dude. Hardcore into it. But, like Samara Weaving's character from Ready or Not. Somebody's dressed up as her, and it looks great. Yeah, it looks awesome. Which I, this is written by the dudes who did. Ready or not, which we love. It's a great fucking movie. I mean, it's seriously one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's really fun. So it was fun to see him play around with some of that kind of stuff. I will say going into this, um, I would recommend watching Scream 4 and 5 before you watch this one. That's probably Uh, a good idea. Yeah. Uh, Again, I don't want to spoil anything about that, but... I I do kind of wish I would have been more fresh on four before I saw this one because there was some uh, cross-pollination between these movies. Yeah, and I didn't realize that was something I... We talked about watching the fifth one, but we both didn't like it so much that we just ended up watching like a five-minute YouTube recap because we just didn't want to put the time into it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what happened in that movie. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. So, overall... It was kind of just what I was expecting, and I, I thought that it was okay, you know? But it, sound, it sounds like it exceeded your expectations. It greatly exceeded my expectations, but that's because they were so low. But I did enjoy it, and I liked it better than 2 and 3, for sure. I always have a hard time liking any version of a sequel or requel or anything more than the original because I love world building so much. Yeah, same. Like that's I realize a new hope is a very weak storyline, but it's probably my favorite just because nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Oh yeah, for sure. I love world building. But you think in terms of the franchise, this is overall one of your favorite entries for Scream. Ease like I mean, when I like it's either number 1 or number 2. Mhm. I get that. Like, number one in the franchise for me will always be the original. Second place, I mean, two is just kind of okay. Three is really a slog. I need to watch four again. I don't know. This is probably at least a top three for me. But but again, the bar is kind of low because most of the sequels you know, suck pretty they're bad. They're just okay. They're just okay. They're not bad, yeah. but they're, there's nothing exceptional about them except for the first one and like how meta it was. Right, yeah. It, it's like the first Shrek movie. Like yeah. the first Shrek movie is exceptional in the way that it was so satirical. Yeah, and but, it was just also, again, so meta and cool to be making this commentary on Disney movies and fairy tales and all that. And cool trick to do it once. Yeah, but by the time you get to like four or five Puss in Boots. Like, I don't even know how many there fucking are anymore. Like, Yeah, me neither. By the time you get to all of those, you're just like, I, I get it. Like, I see what you're doing. It's predictable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, the pacing, the kills carry this one for me. So overall, I, I think that it's pretty okay. Anything else you want to say, spoiler free? You want to go ahead and start spalling this thing up? Yeah, I mean, spoiler free, if you like the Scream franchise, definitely go see it. It's one of the better ones. Sure. If you like a fun horror movie that's not super scary with awesome kills, go see it. Yeah. If you've never watched any Scream movie for whatever reason and you're listening to this to see what our opinion is on it, then it's okay to skip it. You're going to have some homework to do if you want to watch this and get the most out of it. Yeah. If If you're new to the franchise, don't start here is what I would say for sure. Full agree. Yeah. Okay, let's go ahead and start getting spoilery on this thing. So from here on, lie spoilers. Don't let us ruin the movie for you unless you just really can't wait to find out who the killer is or whatever. Yeah, don't let the movie get spoiled. Yeah, yeah. If, if you plan on watching it at all, watch it for yourself the first time. Yeah, I think so. So my biggest issue with this movie is also what I'm sure is what a lot of people's favorite thing about this movie is going to be is that... It is required by law to be a Scream movie. So that means you have to have people on the phone with the creepy voice. What's your favorite scary movie? The killer has to be somebody that you didn't suspect the whole time. And it has to be somebody who's like, 
I'm getting back at you because you did something bad to me in the last movie. And also, we're related. And you didn't know what my real name was the whole time. Like, it has to be a Scream movie. And that is, again, it's asset and it's detriment. I'm just... I'm just kind of tired of this shit where it turns out the killer is, you screwed over my cousin. You screwed over my weed guy. Now I'm here to kick your ass. Like, ugh. The attachment of everybody to everybody else. Like, I thought they were getting away from that since the fifth one was, we met in a chat room and we just are obsessed with the series. Yeah, new leads and everything. It's like, okay, a fresh opportunity to be a new screen franchise, even though main character is the daughter of Billy Loomis and yada yada. But the killers were some a bunch of random people who just loved the movie. Like, I get That's that. That's one thing that Five has over this, is that the killers weren't related to somebody that got killed in a previous movie. Cool. Good. I'm so tired of the fucking everybody has to be related trope. Nobody's world. And like, and we seem to be getting more and more of that. And I noticed it for the first time in the Star Wars revamp. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, there, there. it's a whole fucking universe. Everybody Dude, can't be a Skywalker. Multi-galactic travel. Yeah, everybody's like, not related. Come the fuck off it. But the more that Hollywood seems to be doing requels and whatever the fuck else these are called, like the revamp, reboot, all of this bullshit. Yeah. Which write an original script for the love of God. No shit. But as much as this is happening, they feel some pressure to constantly connect them back to like. Oh, this is the person from this one, and this is the person's daughter from this one, and this is the brother of so and so who was in the the you know previous one. And yeah. it's like, stop it! Why stop? Pe- people can just be assholes. Yeah, they don't have to be assholes by blood. No, and and the thing about that to me that makes that that trope so stale and so not shocking or exciting or whatever is I feel like so many people in, in our age group, which is to say late 30s, and certainly people that are younger than us, which is to say most of the world, um, I think that more people are realizing the asset, the value of, of chosen family, and the fact that just because you're related doesn't mean everything anymore. Like, it doesn't mean that like you're instantly bonded by blood. Oh, therefore, my family is the most important person to me and you robbed me of my brother or whatever. Like They even talk about that in this movie. Yeah. They're like, you can make your own family. They say that at least twice in this movie. But then this movie also has to come back to, oh, we're Richie from the last movie's family. You didn't know that. You're a dumbass. We've been using fake names the whole time. Like, ugh. Really? Like, does that have to be related? Do we have to go to the blood relation thing? Over and fucking over, especially in a franchise that has done this over and fucking over. You know, it's like Scream, Billy Loomis, Scream 2, it's Billy Loomis's mom, Scream 3, it's Sydney's mom's first kid. Like, do we have to keep doing this family shit over and over? I know you like to make fun of me because I tried to figure out a movie. I never try to figure out the screen movies because they always do this. Like, I don't even attempt. I don't, like, try to beat a movie. I just like paying attention to a movie and seeing if I can figure it out on my own. But I'm not actively trying to figure something out. Like, I don't even pretend to try with any of the screen movies because I know it'll be a surprise. You didn't have any of this information. Aren't you shocked? I know. Yeah. It, it is kind of, yeah, Friday the Friday 13th part one over and over where it's just like, there's literally no way you could have guessed who the killer was here. Yeah. Like there were no breadcrumbs whatsoever. It is like, it's just a bunch of red herrings. Yeah. And it's like, there's really no, you know, really great fucking Agatha Christie style mystery about what's going on here. Like you couldn't possibly watch most of these movies in this franchise and put together who the killer was based on context clues and shit like that. Like, there's really not a lot to work on whatsoever. It's just like, oh, it's the end? Here's who it was the whole time. Like, I suspected the cop was probably a killer. Yeah. But then his daughter died. And I was like, okay, so I guess he's not because he wouldn't kill his own daughter. But then, like, how, how did they clean up that crime scene? How did the the, the cops 
you know, put a body in a bag that was clearly not his fucking daughter. Like, he's like, oh, I cleaned up the crime scene and put a, a new body in there. What the fuck body are you talking Where about? Where did he get a Where'd body? Where did he get a body? And then he said, I brought in fake blood. And it's like, um, forensics is going to be able to tell because they're going to go over that body and blood hardcore because uh, they're trying to catch a fucking murderer. Also, it's their job. I think they know what oxidizing blood looks like versus some fucking kerosene syrup and fucking food coloring. Like, well, yeah, sure, if you want to bring science into it. But dude, like that—that that to me was just such a like what? Like, so you faked the crime scene? There were several points, especially like, and that the movie was a little too long, and that final scene where they're in the kill box. Mm, yeah, yeah. That lasted. Way too Dude, fucking long. I wondered if that was just me because there's a lot of movies that we do on the show where I'm like, man, that that climax was just so fast. It was like the last five minutes of the movie and we're done and whatever. This to me was the rare instance where that final climax is just going forever. Like I feel like, yeah, once they get to the the movie theater with all the previous ghost-faced costumes which somebody has just conveniently bought on fucking ebay well, I he's guess. a cop he stole it from the evidence room i guess so but like every one of them really and he's in like new york ha- yeah like ugh, kind well, of a stretch and before he was somewhere else remember because like they transferred in oh okay yeah all of that shit would have been in the woodsboro police department yeah maybe it might have been held in a federal building but her dad was a city cop somewhere because you don't transfer from like a federal level to a city cop. Like you, that's just not something that happens. Yeah. You, you stay in your lane. But once I got to that theater and there was kind of the whole like, yeah, we're boxed in with the killer. He's here somewhere. That it did seem to so go on forever. Long. I think a lot of horror movies tend to go way too long. They should be short. The longer a horror movie goes, was why I'm never going to watch those fucking clown ones that people like so much that, that they terrifying. say are brutal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the longer a horror movie goes, the less scary and more annoying it becomes. I mean, you got to do that fucking frog in a pot, slow burn kind of shit like The Shining if you want to make a long ass horror movie. I, I don't know how how long this movie was. It definitely felt shorter than Screen 3. And Screen 3 was like two hours that was way too much. Surely this wasn't that long, was it? Ooh, let me check see. the facts over there. Yeah, just a second. I can fact check us. Yeah. But, you know, even though there was a lot of stuff going on and there was a lot of characters. Two hours, three minutes. Two hours? Really? This Scream movies, just, just from their base outline, all Scream movies should be between 90 and 100 minutes. It'd probably be more fun if they were. Like, that's... Yeah. There's nothing truly terrifying about them. It's just a slasher. No slasher should be more than 100 minutes. Yeah, it's hard to keep it interesting or suspenseful past that. Because even though we did have all these characters that we had been following through the whole movie that were in peril and in danger. They were so scattered. And they were all boring in the last movie, so I'm not like attached to them. No, not really. But it just felt like it went on for so long. And especially, too, when like you get to the point in the movie where you figure out, like, oh... Just because somebody got stabbed around the vital organs doesn't really matter that much. These people in this movie fucking recover. Everybody gets stabbed and hardly anybody dies. No, it's like they're getting fucking paper cuts. It's like you just got stabbed in the liver, dude. Like you got stabbed in the intestines. You have sepsis now. Your life is going downhill. I will give you like movie forgiveness for some of that stuff. But what I cannot forgive is that Jenny Ortega's character got stabbed in the back. Like in the kidney. And the stomach. Yeah. And wasn't even put in an ambulance. They just gave her like a linen sling. And the final shot is her walking off into the sunset. Yeah. Come on. And it's like even if they had been surface cuts you would have been taken to a hospital by ambulance. Get your tetanus shot or something, girl. And those were both two deep cuts that we saw. Like the camera showed us the knife entering her back oh, and yeah. her stomach. Yep. And it we're supposed to be like, oh, she they're just healed. Merely a flesh wound. And didn't it got I, better. Yeah. And I thought Sam got stabbed too. But it just looked I'm like she had sure. a cut on her arm. 
It, you know, it wasn't a bad cut. She got arm cut a few times. And, and again, that's that's what's kind of annoying about this, too. And again, this is this is the movie. These were my least favorite parts about it. Was yeah. Just by far was like how many times people got yeah. stabbed, deeply stabbed. Bad. I, dude, fucking. Um, like up to the hilt. Like you're getting stabbed to the hilt. Twin guy. Dude. character. He got stabbed by two people in stereo like 30 times. There's no reason he should have been alive. They were treating that man like they were seven-year-olds hitting a pinata. Dude, they stabbed the living shit out of him, which is he kind of He should have been tattered. Yes, yes. Like, that was kind of an annoying thing about this movie. They set up the, this expectation, like, oh, in the sequel to a requel, all bets are off, and main characters are definitely gonna die anybody is a target but except this movie, for the main characters this movie seemed real scared to kill off fucking nearly anybody like it gave you the fake yeah. outs where you know again guy got stabbed fucking 20 something times they were just bouncing him back and forth on the tips of their knives yeah and then he had like 30 minutes of bleeding out and then an ambulance took him away like come the fuck on then an ambulance took him away he was upright, breathing, made out with his girlfriend, and like waved it to his sister. He needed an oxygen mask, though. He was bad off. Like, come on, man. But but again, this is part of what's fucking annoying about this. Is in this world where you have these people assuming the ghost face mantle, and they're like, you killed my brother, prepared to die. I'm a Nigo Montoya kind of shit. They're Don't still like... a Nigo Montoya. Well, but they're still like, I want to get revenge... But I also feel the need to put on the costume, wear the hooded thing, put on the mask, do the voice, do paltry stab wound shit. It's like, dude, if you, you really have to wanted, be wearing a costume before we can kill you. Yeah, dude. Like, do you really have to? Like, if you really, really, really want revenge, Listen. I'm not I'm not going to make suggestions on a podcast, but like there's probably easier way to do it than the theatrics of the fooled you you never thought it was me i'm gonna put on a costume and a mask and stab you a little bit like come on man if i'm going out to kill somebody my biggest concern is not going to be making sure that they are in the correct location wearing the correct items and they got to be really spooked when they see you in the ghost face fucking mask and shit like it's not about that right not not for me not if i'm gonna go kill somebody you're not about the pageantry no these Never people are about the pageantry. These are some fucking DQ drama this, queen ass people in the Scream universe. Yeah, I was like, everybody in the, all killers in Scream are huge drama queens. Suckers for pageantry. They value the style above the substance for sure. They could get their job done a lot better if they just killed the people straight out rather than going through all the pageantry. I mean, especially because in this one, roommate, roommate, cop. Like, yeah, cop dad, secretly dad of both of them. Yeah. And just, Richie from the last movie. Even if you don't want to involve your children, just go visit your fucking child and murder her roommates. And you're done. Easy peasy. Yeah. I do like the element of this where, you know, our main character, Sam, is is Billy Loomis's um, daughter. Like in Scream 5... We both had a huge problem with her having all these visions of her dead dad. Who oh God, I completely forgot about that. Until that was so stupid. Dude, and it's like, especially when she's seeing visions of him the night that he died wearing that white t-shirt with his bowl cut and shit. It's like, girl, you didn't know what he looked like that night that he fucking died. Come off it. Um, that was all pretty yeah, stupid to me. She only would have known what he looked like based on newspaper photos. So it would have sure. been like... A high school snapshot or a high school yearbook photo. Yeah, and that's it. Um, in this one, they downplay a lot of that. She she has a little tiny slip, a little ghost conversation with her dad that's not all that bad. It's when she's like looking in the glass case that houses his original costume or whatever. Like that's And the knife. And, and the knife, which has kind of red looking blood on it. Yeah, that wouldn't have like rusted and all, oxidized. All of the knives have what looks like fresh caked on blood. Yeah. And I've never been in a police evidence room, but at minimum, 
I'm going to assume forensics has scraped some of the blood off the knife, if not the entire fucking blade, because there might be multiple people's blood on there. They leave it mint. That way they can get more money for it on eBay when they sell it to people that are collecting all the Scream villain costumes and Burnt masks. TVs and phones and like, I mean. Jesus, everything. It was, it was a cool display, but it made no sense. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, dude. For fucking sure. And this was all the display. Oh, no, no, no. The, they were red herring. The two. The two. Can we talk the about the opening? Yeah, because the opening gave me hope. I loved the opening so much. It, it is my second favorite opening. Drew Barrymore is the first because that was such a fucking shock. Yeah, it was great. And then I don't really remember the other movies playing that up very well. I like uh, the movie theater intro in the second one. That's pretty fun. Yeah, that one was fun. But. I thought she played... What is that actress's name? Samara Weaving? No, 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 no. In the second one. Oh. Is that uh, Jada? Jada Pinkett, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like how Jada Pinkett played it like she hated the movies and then she got into the movie. I don't... That that irritated me, but overall, the like being in a movie and seeing it, that was a fun intro. Yeah, it was. But this one is my second favorite intro because Drew Barrymore was great just because of the shock of watching her die. But as soon as we heard some, like we saw Samara Weaving, I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't know she was in this. And then she used her real voice, her yeah, real, real accent. accent yeah. And I was like, oh, no, she's going to die immediately. Yeah, this is definitely. great. Which, you know, again, this is kind of the fault of it being a screen movie. Whenever it opens up and it's on a character, you're like, oh, I know that actor. Cool, I didn't know they were in this. Well, you automatically know they're going to die. It kind of automatically kind of like sets expectations for like, well, not going to get attached to this character. They're just going to get killed by Ghostface here in a second. Well, whether or not you even recognize them, just the opening scene is a death scene. But that's also true of any horror movie. So like, I don't get that irritated with that part of it. Because like almost every horror movie opens with some kind of murder. Yeah. Because you have to set up the like, Killer. The stakes. Especially a slasher film. Yeah, yeah. But then whenever she she gets killed, and then it cuts to Ghostface, and then he takes his mask off. I was like, oh, shit. Now, like, that threw me for a fucking loop, and I loved it. I loved it. I was like, are we going to know who the killer is this whole time? Because this is fascinated. new. I was like, this is going to be great. Like, he's going to be integrated into the friend group. They're Love gonna it. have no like I was that would have been new. I was so excited for that. That had such potential, yeah. Because he takes the mask off, and it's dude that we've watched in Servant and mm-hmm. a bunch of other stuff. And I was like, holy shit! And then you find out that he's on the same college campus as like Jenny Ortega and shit. Yeah, because like he's a he's a known actor. He's not super well known, but he's known, and he's the right age group. And then he knows. Um, Jenny Ortega's character is named what? Uh, Jenny Ortega. Wednesday. Tara. Tara. Oh, that one. <laughs> Wednesday. Which? <laughs> um, but like he knows Tara. Like as he's walking away from the crime scene, he like talks to Tara on the street, and I'm like, this is going to be this is awesome. cool. Like he's yeah. friends with these people, and we're gonna go through this whole movie knowing who he is. And that watching would be him new. kill everybody. That would be new for this franchise. Like, I was really thinking within that first five or ten minutes of the movie, like, this is going to be something really different. Like, we know who the killer is. We're following the killer in this movie? This is sick. This is something really new for this franchise. Oh, he's dead. Nope, there's another ghost face. Oh, well. So, again, it was kind of like a good twist. It did subvert my expectations a little bit. But honestly... My original expectations would have been a lot cooler. And maybe that would have been a way to bring Sidney Prescott back in. Like, you know who he is and how you the whole movie is watching him get close to Sidney. Cool. Sign me up. Like, give me like a maniac style. This is how Ghostfaced, you know, gets around and hides his identity and changes his costume in between scenes. Changes his personality. Yeah, dude. Like, that could be fucked up. Like, watching how he manipulates the people to get them alone so he can kill them. Sure. Awesome. 
Let me see him running around, putting on the costume, running through another door as Ghostface, then taking off the costume and running back as himself and being like, is everybody okay? I just saw him leave. Yes, I would love to see that. I would love to see his notebooks of who he's told what. Can we copyright Dan Lovely? Because I really love yeah, this story. because I think that's fucking <laughs> sounds awesome. great. Yeah, like that should be the next Scream movie. Like if you're going to do this, give us something different other than... Oh my God, who could it be this whole time? Like it, it is really just the same thing over and over. And it's the same thing that killed Freddie. It's the same thing that killed Jason. It's the same stuff that kills these franchises. The obligation to be itself and stick to all those tropes that the, the franchise is set Which up. Which Scream like, is supposed to be breaking. And it's. I think that's also what makes it so irritating. We expect Freddy to do the same thing. We expect Jason to do the same thing. It's the same bad guy every time. But right. with Scream, it's a different bad guy every time, but it's actually the same bad guy every time. Apparently. And same shit. Yeah, like, it's the whole point of Scream is to be disruptive to the narrative. And it's not. Yeah, totally. I, I wish that they would have the gall to try something kind of new here. Like, really, I, I, I do think that there is potential. We, we talked about that, and I just want to see that other movie now. I want to see that movie. Well, and, you know, something that Steve and I talked about on the, the Scream 3 episode, you know, with the crazy, like, voice impersonator box and shit. God, that was so irritating. It's so stupid. But, like, now, especially in the era of when things like deep fakes are going to become a real problem. Oh, yeah. Like, here's the thing. Uh, and, again, I talked about this on the show, but maybe you're not listening to this part yet. But... Give me a movie where Ghostface doesn't put on a mask or pick up a knife or bloody his hands once. Give me a movie where he is using deep fake and technology and shit to get other people to do his dirty work for him. Oh, yeah. That is bringing Scream into the new era for sure. Like, I was manipulating this shit the entire time. Yeah, and it's just like some nerd in his basement. Yeah, I don't even have to leave my house to get my enemies killed. Like, do shit. 100%. Shit with fucking drones, shit with deep fakes, shit with YouTube videos, tweets, Instagram posts, TikTok videos, whatever. Like, let that be the deadly force, not just another person putting on the robe and a mask and skulking around with a knife and using the voice disguiser and shit. Like, something new, please. You know, again, like... Surprise, I'm related. Yeah. Oh, my God. That again. With... Freddie and Jason, like you just said, it is kind of the same shit over and over and over. But that was also over and over, over 10 years was the heyday of those franchises. Whereas this is now, I mean, it's it's not going to be long before it's 30 years of Scream and it's just the same shit over and over. The fifth Scream was a 25 year anniversary. Wow. Wasn't it? Was it? I got to check I the dates that, on that. Yeah, like I thought maybe it was 20th year. But I like I say th- Scream came out in 97. I'm going to check that right now. But I remember like that was part of the selling point. Was It was, it was like an anniversary marker from the original. The OG Scream was 96. I mean, that makes sense. You know? So, yeah. So wh- while you're there, look up the f- fifth movie. The year of that one. That was... Uh, was it 2021? Scream... Five. Well, that would hold with the anniversary date if it's 2021. Right. Well, it was just called Scream. It's 2022. Yeah. It was last year. It was last year. Okay. Yep. 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 I want them to do so much more with the sister bond. Like, we're, like Sydney was a woman by herself for four movies. Like, it's just Sydney is alone. Sydney's the final girl. And they've got two sisters here being both of them the final girl. And I really want to appreciate that yeah but i just find it so boring the way they handle it like i was kind of hoping that jenny ortega would die because she is getting so popular and famous there's no way she's going to keep coming back and doing this bullshit Uh, if they're not going to pay nev campbell a decent check then you know right well yeah but Jenny Ortega is young She's and She's a hot. young lady. Yeah, I guess so. Like, that's a different kind of pull that the production companies are going to see. And I, I do like, though, too... Not especially, that Nev Campbell isn't hot. Yeah. But especially for, like, a horror franchise where, you know, Final Girl is usually, you know, innocent, virginal, whatever. 
I like the way that in these past two movies, Sam has been like struggling with also having her dad's DNA and being a fucking psycho. Yeah. Like that's cool. Like I think that's kind of neat that whenever the final girl is cornered, she can let into that fucking bloodlust killer instinct shit. Not that just having a serial killer for a parent means you can instantly fight and like overpower people. That's kind of stupid. But again, it's kind of cool to have a, a main girl. She's not girl. afraid to stab somebody if she gets the opportunity. No. I mean, one of her first scenes in the movie is her talking to her therapist being like, kind of felt good to kill that guy. Like, okay. Yeah. That's kind of cool for the main so final girl. Stabbed him 22 times and cut his yeah. throat. Oof. To have a, a dark side. Like, that's actually kind of cool and kind of nuanced for a final girl. I like that about it. Maybe they can do something inter- interesting with it later. I don't know. Uh, that, well, and I spe- like... We saw Jenny Ortega get stabbed in the back. We saw her get stabbed in the stomach. I'm like, okay, yeah, they actually are going to kill her. Nah, they're scared too. Might be more money to be made on these characters. Same with Gail Weathers. Monica's staying around. I was going to be mad if they actually killed Gail. Because that's kind of the thing is like shitty, shallow people don't die. And she's been around since fucking... Episode one. Yeah. Like, so I kind of... Like, I was going to get mad if they killed Gail. But... I don't like that they gave her a larger role. Like, I realize that she's probably filling in the Sydney role. Just like Scream 3. Yeah. So, like, I don't like that they gave her a bigger role and she felt more like a main character. I like Gail Weathers being sidelined, annoying reporter, but a good reporter who does her job. She's just, she's more focused on her career than on people. Sure. Like I like that character. That's a real person that exists. Yeah. I don't want to watch her die. I also don't want to spend a lot of time with her. Yeah. Do you have any other critiques, commentary, anything you want to say about the flick? I just, like I said, I think I've, I've said about my main thing is it's just the obligation to be a Scream movie is really holding this franchise back is how I feel overall about They five should and be six. subverting the narrative because that is the whole point of Scream. Right. Do they're something supposed to be subverting the narrative, and they're not. No, because I mean, even even whenever you get into other horror franchises, like uh, yeah, fucking Friday Thirteenth, it's like I know a lot of people pan it, but whenever you have the one movie where it's not even Jason the entire time, <gasps> well, at least they did something fucking different. Yeah, at I mean, technically that. that was the first one. Also, it was the first one anyway. Yeah, so do something different with it. Overall, like I'm, I'm tired of this, you know watered-down Giallo storyline with the same killer every fucking time. I'm kind of kind of bored. Well, and the other thing with the Scream franchise is, like, I like that they're bringing in, like, women can be the killers, too. However, that does not... Women don't magically grow several feet and gain broad shoulders just because you put on the black Scream rope, the yeah. ghost face rope. Yeah, like that was that, a big problem with Five, especially. That was stupid. But this one, too, like, at least this time they got... Like, Quinn was, like, a taller, more athletically built girl. At least there was that. So, I would have an easy... Like, she was way taller than Jenny Ortega. And, you know, she wasn't quite as tall as the lady playing Sam. Yeah. But she at least could do so much action-y things. But her brother was a smaller frame than her. Meanwhile... At some point, it might have been in Gail's apartment when we were watching her. By the way, that apartment looks very similar to the morning show apartment. I know, right? So Monica's in Rachel's apartment, for sure. Right? It totally looks like that. I know. (laughs) So perfect. Oh, they both lived in that same apartment, just like on Friends. Um, Way too big, too. (laughs) Oh, my God. But I think it was in that scene where he's, like, running, chasing her around that apartment. Like... I it pulled me back and I was like I was impressed by the way that they had ghost face moving. I was like, man, this guy is like scary. Like he's athletic, he's jumping, he's running. It's an imposing figure. Like all of that's really, really fucking cool. But then when the killers are revealed and it's like a fifty-year-old cop or a twenty-year-old female or a small built 20 year old male and you're just like none of these three people was the person athletically running and jumping over furniture no in that apartment 
Because no. that looked good. Like that guy moved wonderfully, but he didn't match up. Yeah, no. And again, it's been a problem with the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and the fifth one was terrible about that because she was teeny. Tiny girl. She yeah, was no so way. tiny. Yeah, no chance. No chance. I don't know. It was what I expected. It was fine. Like, I'm not at all stoked to rewatch it. I'm not at all stoked to, like, recommend it and be like, dude, you have to fucking see this movie. Um, it, it, it's better than three. I mean, we just did three, and it's, 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 way it's better, better than, than that. It's better I, than five, yeah. I enjoyed it more than two. I think two is pretty hokey. Like, it's kind of in that main line of, like, 2000s era horror movies that Very I don't much. like. That, like, just hits a lot of cheesy tropes and, like, uh, some misogynistic tropes and stuff. Like, I just, I don't care for it. Yeah. Um, I don't, I just don't remember four that well. No, I don't remember it at all. So, I don't know. And there was, fine. there was no okay. follow through with the FBI agent who was losing her mind. Like this movie just had way too many red herrings. I think that's so many of these other movies in the franchise, though. So this one had a lot, whole lot. Like she's not even worked for the FBI for two and a half months. That was never followed up on. There was, what? Yeah, like, how come we didn't get an explanation of why she showed up if that wasn't the case? Like, is I she going to no be the killer next time? I don't know. But like if she's not the like I what's the follow through on that? No, there's none. Yeah, it's just there to deceive the audience and that's kind of it. Unless she actually was with the FBI and that was the cop the, lying about it because he was buying it. Well, okay, maybe. That's the, but like they don't explain that either. They don't explain that either. <laughs> what do you mean? Of course I've had this job. I've never been fired. That's all you have to say. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. That's overall my review. It's fine. Gala 10. Where do you put it? I'd probably put it like a six and a half or seven, but I'm God, looking. That's at, generous. Damn, you're usually way harder on stuff than me. I know. I, I'm looking at it in terms of the franchise. If I'm looking at it as like just a movie in general, like it's probably a four. Like yeah. just overall. Like I, I'm looking at it in under the rose colored lenses of part of the Scream franchise. And I think it's so much better than most of the other Scream movies. I don't like any of the Scream movies. Really? There's Nightmare on Elm Street movies that I'll voluntarily watch. I'll be like, oh, yeah, it's like September. Let's put on Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, most any of them. I'll still enjoy Freddy, but I can't get behind. Like, I, I, don't, I don't want to watch the Scream movies. I don't mm-hmm. want to watch the Friday the 13th movies. I do, personally. This is not one that I see myself craving a rewatch on. I think like scale of ten, I'm yeah, I'm I'm probably four and a half ish for me. It's fine. There's a lot of problems. There's a lot of problems. But some good kills. Kills good were great, man. Brutal. Way brutal. A lot of really good kills. And I liked I really, really liked the convenience store scene in the beginning. That yeah, was nice good. and tense. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So we look forward to hearing what you guys think about this one. Um, post up spoiler-free thoughts on this on the Facebook group. If you're going to spoil it, just be the, sure. Go to like a comment section and give a warning first. Yeah, yeah. Big old spoiler, whole bunch of space bars and stuff on there to make sure that you don't have anything spoilery in the thread for people to see if they're just scrolling through the Facebook uh, group page and stuff. We don't want to spoil this for people. So let us know what you think about it. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. You know, I mean, hell. We need more people putting money into horror movies and stuff. So I hope that you loved it and you want to see it three times. Um, You won't see me there, but I hope that you have a good time with it. So let us know about it over on Facebook, Instagram, all the other places you guys can find us. And uh, be sure to tune in for next week's show. Thank you guys so much for listening to another dead and lovely mini-sode. I've been Uncle Ben. And I'm Tante Kate. And you guys are dead and lovely. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.